Hey, everybody. Welcome to the SoCap Improv Comedy Podcast. I'm your host. I'm Ralph McLeod. I am the owner and artistic director of the SoCap Comedy Theater in Toronto. That's uh, S-O-C-A-P dot C-A, SoCap dot C-A. That's our URL. Uh, we do improv classes, improv classes for performance, improv classes for self-improvement. We also do shows here. We do um, a lot of improv, some stand-up, sketch. Uh, we are available to rent. You can rent us to put your show on. All this can be found at our brand new and very much better website, SoCap.ca. You can reach me uh, at Ralph at SoCap.ca. That's the best way. Or admin at SoCap.ca. It really comes to the same place. That's me, me, the benevolent dictator. Uh, as always, the uh, SoCap Comedy Podcast is brought to you uh, by a sponsor. Today's sponsor is Wexler's Beef. Wexler's Beef. Your mouth is in our hands. So check out the Wexler Beef Company for any of your meat needs. <laughs> uh, M-E-A-T, if you're curious. All right. So um, in this podcast, we're going to talk about improv and improv for performance, improv for life. Why improv? Why take it? Why does it matter? Can it help you? How can it help you in any way? And I'll just give you a real quick anecdote about how it's helped me you know one thing that uh we tend to do as adults is uh we like to gaslight our children not not in a mean way not i'm sorry we don't do it out of meanness we do it out of care uh but we gaslight people all the time and one of the things we do with children is when they say something like uh hey mom dad caregiver uh i am going to school and i don't want to go because i'm scared and 99% of the time, adults say, hey, nothing to be scared of, right? We take away their, um, we try to tell them that their you know, concerns aren't founded. We gaslight them. We say, you're wrong. I know. You don't know what's going on. So our children supposed to trust their instincts if we tell them from a very young age that they're wrong. So uh, here's what I would do. This is what, this happened to me. This literally happened to me when my daughter about three years ago when she was about five said, Daddy, I'm, I don't want to go to school. And I said, what's wrong? And she goes, I'm scared. And I went like, yeah, of course. It's a scary place. There's adults. There's that kid that bites. There's a, you know, it's a terrifying place. And I totally understand you're scared. And she laughed and she said, Daddy, you're silly. And I said, get your coat. And she did. And we went to school and no problem. Uh, so I avoided the fight. I avoided all of that. And I showed her that her concerns were legitimate because she wanted to be heard. Right. That's what people want most usually is just to be heard. I just want someone to take my concerns seriously so I don't think I'm crazy. So that's how that's a direct way of how improv helped me become a better father, more attentive father, father that says yes rather than no, father who yes ands what her daughter says. And that's what I, I try to do. I mean, obviously, they're children, we're adults. Sometimes, you know, I'm not saying indulge everything, but there's an there's an example of I didn't tell her that her concerns were unfounded. I recognized them as legitimate. She felt heard and that was enough for her. She was happy to go to school and that was kind of the end of it. You know, I, I mean, in the three or four years since, you know, she, like most children, has voiced her displeasure with going to school, to say it at least. Um, and that I'm also totally on board with. Eh, we can have a conversation about school. <laughs> institutions. That's it's. That's not just school. It's not just school. It's just, it's institutions. It's top-down <sighs> top down central planning doesn't work 
it doesn't doesn't recognize the people who are in the front lines to use the war analogy who know better what's going on the people who day-to-day do the stuff whether it's teaching in a class whether it's policing streets whether it's you know administering to someone's soul they know what they need but central planning tells them that they're wrong and this is what you really need that's ah, a whole other conversation anyway that's improv and that's one that's a that's a real way it can help you so today uh what i was gonna talk about is uh ralph's three rules three rules for improvisation and sorry i should know well, let's back up not rules they're not rules i if i had one rule about improv so an unbreak an unshakable rule and i go back and forth i'm not really sure if this should be a rule but I keep looking for a scene that is successful that breaks this rule and I've never seen it. So in as much as I can say it's a rule just because I haven't seen a, an example when it's doesn't, when it's not there and it seems worse, that's agreement. An agreement that exists on the level of improvisers on performers. And, uh, or if you're playing a game with someone in the real world to agree, Oh, are we flirting? Oh, we're flirting. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's cute. That's cool. Uh, you know, because if you have disagreement, one person thinks they're flirting and the other person thinks we're just hanging out being friends, right? You can see, oh, that would lead to some issues. Could lead to some issues. You know, obviously being honest can straighten those things out, but that's to do in the moment. So that would be my sort of rule that the improvisers have to agree on what we're doing. We have to agree that you're my dad and I'm your son. And we have to agree that I'm asking for the keys to the car. And we have to agree that you as my father are very skeptical because the last time you lent me the keys, I the car, the tree. So we have to agree on all that stuff. Now, of course, we don't know at the beginning that's what's going to happen. We only notice it as it's happening, as it's unfolding in the moment. We go, oh, okay. I am your father and it's improv and it's a car that doesn't exist. So I can give you the keys. You can smash it. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. But for some reason, I'm pushing back on that. I don't want to give you the keys. And uh, why is that? Oh, because last time this happened. And now you've got a whole story that's unfolding and discovering in real time. Uh, at some point, we'll have a discussion about discovery versus invention and how discovery is exhilarating and delightful and invention is boring and obvious terrible <laughs> not to put too uh, fine a point on it but uh in general discovery is what we're trying to do we're trying to discover our characters and discover what's going on and discover all these things about ourselves our characters that we didn't know at the beginning i like to think that the characters knew all along and they're just letting us know oh okay turns out i'm a total not <laughs> i'm the bad guy in this scenario oh, okay great uh or i'm the hero hmm, didn't know that at the beginning didn't know I was going to have to be a narcissist and 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 defend being a narcissist and actually say why being a narcissist is a great thing and that you're a knob if you and a stupid head if you're not. Anyway, to go back to what I was trying to say, three best practices, let's call them. And uh and I, what I like about them is there's only three of them. Uh if you do these three things, your scenes will, by and large, be successful. There's way more other things to do, but these are the, like the three I like to really focus in on because if you do these three, scenes and, and, and interactions with people generally go pretty well. Um, and if you don't, it's it's difficult to see successful scenes. Maybe number two you can get away with not doing. Yeah, you, you can definitely get away with not doing number two if you have a strong game that we're playing. Uh, and we'll talk about games at some point, but right now, 
I just want to go back to the three things that that are there's three of them and 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 they're simple to sort of understand not so easy to do obviously well I shouldn't say obviously there are I mean if anybody could do them if I just told people to do these three things and they did them right away you wouldn't need me that would be that'd be bad for me because I'd have to go find a real job <laughs> I don't want to do that uh but if you do these three things or focus on them uh you'll be successful so there's three of them they're fairly easily to understand what they are about, harder to do in practice. But what's nice about them is they're things you can control. Uh, I've said before that improv, like stoicism, likes we like to control what we can control and 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 not worry about the things we can't control. So things that are outside our control are: will the audience like me? It's a, it's beyond your control. You can do some best practices that will give you a better chance of them liking you. But at the end of the day. It's beyond your control. Whether they find you funny, your control. You can't really make, and I like, you know, everybody wants to be good, but that's beyond your control. There's really, there's no way to be good uh, unless you think about the practices that will give you a better chance of success. So we go back to these three things. There's three of them. They're fairly easy to understand, uh, at least on paper. And they are things that you can control and you can get better at them. It's a process. So... I, as an improv teacher, am very process-based, very systems-based, not results. I don't care about results. I mean, I do, obviously. I shouldn't say obviously. What's with me and obviously today? I, I try not to be concerned with the results. Because at the end of the day, whether the audience has a good time or a bad time, it's beyond my control. Someone might be having a crappy day and they came to my show and they're just going to continue their crappy day. But what I can control are these three things. So, number one, agreement, also known as yes-anding. Uh, I'm going to talk about yes and at some point a little more in detail. But when I say agreement, that we as performers or people in the real world are engaging in some kind of interaction, we agree on what's going on. So on stage, that's you're my father and I'm your son and I'm asking for the keys to the car. And you're not giving them to me because last time I put the car up a tree. We agree on that. You know, I don't think that you're my father and you think I'm a doctor. And that can work as long as we both agree on that. But uh, that was a bad example. Um, you know, I, I, we agree that you're my father and I'm your son. We don't disagree. I think you're my father and you think that you're my doctor. Again, you can be my father and my doctor, but that's a different thing. Um, than what I'm trying to say. We're trying to, we agree on who we are. We agree on what we're doing. Uh, we agree on the games we want to play. And that level of agreement goes very, very, can go very, very deep. Uh, it can just be at the level of who we are. But it also can, we can agree on that we don't like each other. And then we can re agree as to why we don't like each other. Because you're my dad and you were in a band. And then I came along and you had to give that up and come back and take care of me. That would, uh, it's a rotten thing to do. <laughs> uh, so we can agree. And that's what we really want to do. We really want to agree on what's going on. Who are the stakes? Who's our main character? Who's the bad guy? All that stuff, you know, and, and that might sound daunting. And it is if you like want to, if you, if you want to try to put, you know, in real time, start making these agreements uh, and check them off on a list. It just happens. The, the nice thing is when, when you say yes, these things just sort of happen and you kind of get out of the way of them a little bit. The second thing that we can do is we can make choices and we make choices based on how we feel in the moment. What just, what's happening right now? How do I feel about it? I love it. I hate it. I like you. I hate you. 
right? The, the, this is what we want to do. We want to take, make choices about how we feel. They're tied to an emotion. So when I ask for the keys, your reaction might be alarm, concern, or like, oh, frustration. Here we go again. Well, whatever choice you want to make or relation. Oh my God, my son wants to drive a car. He's got a date. This is exciting. Martha, get in here. The kid's going to want a date. You can be excited. You can be whatever you want to be, whatever. And then which leads me into number three, which is we make choices and we do things that are fun for us to do. Us as the improviser, as the actor, right? In the real world, I flirt with somebody because I'm excited by that because I want to, because I'm attracted to somebody, right? That's that's what you want to do. And that makes you more fun. Um and the same thing on stage. Oh, you know, it'd be fun to do right now. It'd be fun to die a glorious death. That would be fun. You know, in the real world, I'm only going to get to do that once. But on stage, I can do it multiple, multiple times. Uh, or it might be fun to talk with an accent. Or it might be fun to play a narcissist. It might be fun to yell at somebody. And it's very fun to yell at someone, uh, you know, in, in a way that is safe. Because then when you improvise, uh, it's safe, right? The way you can yell at your friends. You can call your friends all kinds of names. But, you know, since there's no intent, to be really mean, it's fine, right? And sometimes you get mad at your friends and you say things that I'm talking like the way we just goof around, you know, and take the piss out of people. Um, that kind of thing. That's fun to do. And that's fun to do on an improv stage. So those, those are my three rules. Oh, no, not rules. Sorry. Three best practices, three guidelines. These are three things I look for and try to emphasize when I teach. I always come, I often come back to these three things. Like I said, there's way more out there to do. But as a starting point, that's good. And it's always good to come back and refresh those things if you've been doing it for a while, uh, which is something, you know, we'll talk about uh, plateauing and things at some point for sure. But uh, but for now, just come back to these three practices. Agree. Yes. This is the game you want to play? I'll play that game. Yes. We'll play the infidelity game where one of us gets caught cheating and we have an argument about it. Do you want to play the breakup game? Great. We'll play the breakup game. Do you want to play the, I'm asking for the keys, you're not going to give them to me because I'm a knob game? Play that game. So agreement. We agree on what we're doing, what's going on, who we are, all that stuff. And the more we can agree and the more detail that we can agree upon, better. Uh, but at the beginning, just who we are, right? And then how we feel. Those two things. I, and and it's really, it's like, you're my dad. I'm your son. Great. And I hate you. We've got a great scene already. Because he's on, on dumb number two, which is make choices. The choice to hate is great. Uh, not in the world, but on stage. In fact, on stage, a lot of this, a lot of what we do, a lot of what I do anyway, when I teach people, is really how to be garbage people. Because <laughs> it's so fun to watch garbage people, bad examples of parents, bad examples of children, bad examples of partners and spouses. Like, there's fun to watch bad people. Uh, not people who are bad at their job, but just like, Evil, self-centered, self-righteous, narcissistic, psychopathic characters. They're fun to watch. Um, and I think it's like going to the zoo and seeing a wild animal in a cage. It's like, it's exciting because it's a kind of a, an experience, but it's not real. So it's safe, right? It's like movies. Like why we watch, I love zombie movies, right? It's my favorite kind of horror movie. And because it's not real, I don't want to really be chased by zombies. That would be terrifying. But to see it and experience it, you know, in a kind of a airsatz way, a safe way, is very fun. So, agreement, make choices. Number three, do what's fun. Love to have fun. You know, fun messing around. It's good. Like good-natured misbehavior is very, very exciting, and it's really nice for us. The thing about having fun, when you have fun on behalf of the group, 
it's exciting and fun. When you when it's all about yourself, it's not so fun. Then you look like a show off, like you're showing up people. So it's it's a way to have fun and misbehave within the group. It adds to the experience, it doesn't detract from it, making it about me. Anyway, those are my three guidelines, not rules. I almost I almost said rules again, but I caught myself and said guidelines. Three best practices that will make your scenes fly. And uh, and again, that's where we start. Those three things. Agreement, make choices, do what's fun. All right. Have a great week. And uh, wherever you're going, uh, be safe, be well, be kind to people. It's tough out there. Bye.